I'm recording. Yeah, let's do it. I went everybody's head about the bird. Yeah, baby. It's finally here. The bird episode. We have teased it for a couple oh. weeks. We have talked ad nauseum about our feathered, friendly creatures. And we present to you, for the first time ever in the Come On Over universe, the bird episode. The bird episode. Is this the first of its kind? I, it very well could be. I don't know many, you know, pop culture, uh, podcast, comedians, whatever, food people that, that dedicate an entire episode just to birds. Maybe chickens, like as, as far as cooking and eating chicken, yes. I could see that. But we're not talking about oh, eating no. the birds because it's such a celebration of birds. We don't want to talk about killing and eating no, the birds. No, 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 but we love them. We, we love the birds. We love birds. We connect with birds. We're fascinated by birds. Mm. Uh, I'm a self-professed bird nerd. Emily yes. has, Me in too. front of our eyes, turned into a bird nerd oh. over time. We owned a bird for most of our life. We had Connie, our cockatiel, and then Peewee, our cockatiel, that lived till about Nin- 18. He was 19. 19, 19. It's a lot of years with I was bird. very sad about that bird passing. We love birds. And we're not just like Johnny Come Lately's either. No. We were raised with a love of birds. Yeah, we used to subscribe to Bird Talk magazine. Every month. That's a fact. Every month it would come to the door. Mm-hmm. And I'd get highlights. <laughs> <laughs> and I throw it aside, Emily, because Bird Talk was right behind it. Oh, yeah. I needed to see my pictures of my macaws, my yellow-fronted Amazon parrots, my African greys, my conures, my budgeries, my lovebirds. Oh, wow. I'm a parrot nerd. Yeah, and obviously. I'll, n- and I'll never forget the first time I saw a parrot in the wild, and that was in Costa Rica. <gasps> it was the night we got there, and we rented a house with some friends, and we were overlooking the vista of the ocean. And there was a palm tree, a nice tall palm tree out in the distance. I'm like, we got in the pool, poured myself a nice cocktail. Mm. And I was thinking, I wonder if I'm going to see any wild parents. parents. Oh, no oh, parents in, in the, the hot wild. Tub. The wild parents were in were the hot tub. Were you at secrets, Jeff? Oh, my. It was hedonism. <laughs> and then I wondered to myself. What? Out loud and in my head simultaneously. I wonder if I'm going to see any wild parents. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm here. Yeah. And show enough. I saw four to five scarlet macaws in that tree descend upon it. Not just one, not just a bird, not just a parrot, but the king of all parrots. Parrots, a scarlet macaw. So that just that's a little glimpse into our passion here. And we we hope to, I don't know, just translate some of our passion to you, our listeners. Mm-hmm. And we want you to realize that we love birds, and today is all about the bird episode. It's a real song, by the way. You know So good, though. Listen. Seventy-eight degrees and sunny. <laughs> now I'm telling you. Uh, so we're gonna be sharing uh, a lot of our crucial bird tips. Whether we're watching birds, birding, Emily, birding. which is a sport. Yes, you, you are the expert on that. I really don't have the no, information. Um, well, hopefully we get an update on your robin's oh, nest, Emily. Of course, people are clamoring for that. Um, but most importantly, we will be sharing our listener bird stories. And knock, knock, who's there? Squawk, squawk. You guys delivered. <laughs> yeah, you did. You know what? 
this this episode came came to me when I was going through my own bird experience or bird experience, as I like to call it. And the the response from the public, people I'd never met, just reaching out and talking to me about experiences they've had, how the way that birds have touched them and how they have touched birds, you know, it's so, so this is something that resonates with people, the public, not just us. It's true. Yeah. Birds are everywhere. Hipsters love birds. Oh my God. Tattoos. Bird. Emily has a bird tattoo. I do have a bird tattoo. And hipsters love bird insignias and imagery on clothes and Oh yeah, like artwork. the what, uh, the Portlandia put a yeah, bird on it. Exactly. That you know was how many a, things I've purchased with birds on it? I can't even count them. Look around my house. I, have I know. <laughs> famous photographs I spent a lot of money on of birds. Yes, I've gotten you bird art before. So we've proven to the listeners have yes. come on over that we do love birds. Now the question is why, Emily, do we love birds? Well, I, I created a list kind I of wait. quickly. I, even, I had zero input <laughs> on this list, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do do a little OTF on the fly. All right. Well, this is what I created after many hours of sound designing all of these stories. So I was a little bit tuckered out. But um it's a simple short list that starts with they can fly. They can. They can fly. Not a lot of creatures can. No, that's that's Insects, awesome. Bats, sugar daddies, sugar babies. <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, but no, sugar, what are they called? Sugar gliders. Sugar gliders. Those are only. adorable. Don't care about them. Why? No, because it's they're a, not birds. birds. Um, birds can love. Birds can love each other. Birds can love humans. Mm-hmm. And, I hope and birds can are, are monogamous too. Like they will spend will their they? lives together. A lot of species of birds, yes. In my research about robins' nests, because you know there was one right outside of my door, still is empty and sad. Um, I saw that sometimes they are monogamous, but they're like monogamous for a year. Well, so you they kind of flood around. What sky horse? <laughs> well, oh, not my robins, but um, also that their their behaviors. Complex. I believe that does include the human vocalization, the ability to talk, mimicry, problem solve. Do you know mm. what the smartest species of birds are, Emily? What? The corvids, which includes jackdaws, crows, ravens. Really? Bluebirds. No, I did not. Why? Very social, very smart, problem solving creatures, almost as smart and have been known to solve problems quicker than than some primates. These are ravens. Wow. Very smart. They bring you gifts. They will clean up cigarette butts for treats and they will problem solve. Oh my God. And we know that they have been able to send messages miles and miles and miles mm-hmm. in, in olden times of yes. fantasy storytelling. We love those. Those would call carrier pigeons, Emily. Ooh. Wow. Well, pigeons, I don't know. Pigeon. Have you heard about that uh that like theory that pigeons aren't real like pigeons are robots yeah, by no, the government? Pi- yes, it's birds are real. I don't know. Real. Yeah, stupid. it's weird. Um don't mess with me. But what else? And they're also mysterious, Jeff, dare I say? Are they really? What what, what are they thinking? We don't oh, know. No. And they're beautiful. Well, I know most of them are. Oh, is that in the, okay, mysterious is <laughs> a different category than beautiful. <laughs> Did you did you dictate this into your phone via voice to text in the car ride over here? No, I didn't. Sounds I told you it was a little, I was I said I was a little hasty. bit spent. You know? Oh. And you'll see, but there's a lot well, of you zany the, sound effects. Well, listen, we're gonna get back into birds. Emily, yes. because you're so freaking spent. Well, I need to know. No, before Jeff, I have two retractions. Two Stop. retractions. Is this I know. Yours? 
Um, is this your fault? Uh, yes, I think so. So the first yes. one is when you and I were talking about the show uh, Under the Banner of Heaven. Ah, uh, yes. And we were commenting about uh, the accent of one of the actors. Oh, no. We Sam call- Worthington. No, we called him Sam Worthington. It's af- actually... What's his name? Oh, no. Double no. Ret- attraction within attraction? No. Double retraction? She's oh, no, no, no. It we Sam called him. Oh, no, no. We called him Sam Wentworth. <laughs> you parroted me and you go Sam Wentworth when it's actually Sam Worthington. So just wanted to stop. <laughs> so sorry. So want to want to clear that one up. That's Emily drinking. I know. Oh, right stop it. And then the other one. Is uh, when I was talking about the movie Red Panda, I had a, a listener point out to me that the main character was actually Chinese. And I was like, what? Because I felt like an a hole because I'm like, you know, being one of those insensitive people. But I was like, why did I think she was from Korea? And it's because her friend was from Korea. So I did hear it and then I kind of just ignored the rest. But I do want to point that out. Kick it! Woo! So apologies. All right, we're so sorry about I know. That. Our terrible, terrible... Yes. Uh, listen, we're not perfect, just like you guys listening, except the people that write in to tell us we're No, no, this imperfect. was a friendly... What's her name? All right, we'll give her a shout-out. Listener, Alia or Alia, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. It's A-L-I-A. How would you pronounce it? How would you pronounce it? I think Aaliyah, rest in peace. Aaliyah, oh. But yes, she had pointed it out to me. And I was like, ah, I'm such an idiot. And she's like, no, she's like, the friend was from Korea. So I didn't just mislabel. I got confused. You got confused. I got confused. So I apologize. It's it's okay to make a mistake when we're talking about things like this. We're just making sure we correct the mistakes. And I am correcting it. Wow, we are so freaking woke. How was your week? I, we're, we're, it's time. How was your week this week? Oh, I didn't cue up a song, so I just no, went with it. Right, Should I try another it. song? How was your week? How was? How was your week? I said how was. How was your week? I want to know. How was your week? <laughs> Jeffrey, my wait. week was wow. filled. Emily, Memorial filled. Day filled from Saturday to Monday with outdoors, home owning the shit out of my home. Ooh! I blew out the driveway. I power washed the garage. I blew out the the garage. I took every damn thing out of the garage, cleaned it up, oh reorganized, God. got rid of a bunch of stuff, moved the bird feeding system. Uh, uh, did the patio furniture, un- did the cushions, cleaned off the thing, installed a whole mosquito, electronic things. I was burying wires. Oh, wow. Running channels of the wires through my pavers, drilling in the concrete like a boat. Oh, like a, like a, this is, sounds like some really manly Hot. activities. Cr- cracked open a beer. Wife brought me a leftover slice of Detroit pizza, Ooh. which we'll get to. She's like, "Oh, this is your lunch," and I'm like, "I cracked open a beer. I fell. I, sweat. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I dabbed my brow from of the sweat Ooh. while my old lady brought me everything but the lemonade jar. I was Ooh. hoping for the little glass Some iced tea that she made in the tea, sun, a little sun tea with a fresh honey. Ooh. It was t- to me exactly what we needed in my house. 
since I've been gone. I was gone for literally like four weeks in a yeah. row and I couldn't attend to these springtime needs. Mm -hmm. And I did it. Well, good for you. I, you know, and then we partied a little bit on Saturday, went to the pool, went out to dinner. And then Monday we cooked like I was not inside. I barely watched any TV for like four days. But that's exhausting. And then Tuesday starts, you're like, oh my God, now I need like, you know, oh. just a day of sitting, doing nothing. But great week. Oh, nice. Thanks for asking. Emily. Of course. Okay. Did you pop something? Okay, I popped a boner. Did you pop something? <laughs> no, you did not. Um, my week, you know, well, I'm tired of your week. Oh, stop it. it was First me. of all, what happened to the birds? All right. So last we talked about my, my robin's nest outside of my door. They were too afraid to leave. And in the next day, they finally left. And of course, Mike catches it at the tail end of them leaving. I'm running with my camera. I miss it. I'm frantic because they're gone, you know, and I didn't see them leave. Then they kind of like hung around the house a little bit. There was this one little baby bird hanging out in like the gangway by the side of the house. And I was very nervous because I'm like, oh, my God, what if he's injured? Blah, blah, blah. But then he was gone. Saw him later. Saw them a couple days later hanging out in the trees. How do you know these were the same robins, Emily? Because I could know. I know it. Because there was, I saw two babies. Mm-hmm. And they left you. Yeah. I But I saw them in the tree, and I saw them a little bit timid. I saw the, the daddy robin nearby. Um, so I'm not sure if they have migrated completely to a different yeah. location. But they were around for a little bit. I, I don't think, I'll, I don't know if I'll see them again. But I look at that empty nest multiple times a day. My heart... So full, but it will I'm go, so sad. It will go on, Emily. Is it? Will it go on? Come on. I don't know. It makes me so sad. Listen, this is such, this is just really, it's really transformed you, Emily. Yes, it has. A hey, we're doing people. a whole freaking Bertisode about it. But yeah, so that was a big thing. Also, it was uh, me and Mike's second anniversary. Oh, yes. What did yes. you guys do? We went to a nice dinner. Where at? At the Willow Room in okay. Lincoln Park. Oh, the Willow Little, Room. It's a, I guess, Parisian-inspired. It's just a really beautiful dinner. And I feel like our celebration lasted over like several days just because we kept on doing fun stuff and... You know, as, as your celebrations tend to last multiple I know. days, I was like your our, birthday or Mike's birthday or whatever. The anniversary month. But um, no, it was just really lovely. We just had a really lovely time. Just, you know. Were there any gifts exchanged? He gave me some beautiful flowers, gorgeous flowers. Okay, good. Like a very impressive From the Oscar? No, there's this uh, independent plant and floral shop down the street from us. And what is it called? I don't know the name. <laughs> But they did a gorgeous job. And then, um, you know, I gave him like a little tool thing. He loves like little tool stuff with okay. flashlights, like just something little. Like we do a lot for each other for our birthdays and for yeah. Christmas. And this one, I don't necessarily need like some big gift exchange. Let's spend the money on, you know, dinner. Experiences. Yes. So I agree with you. I mean, yes. It's a very mature way to, you know. Why yeah. you do that? We also did a lot of uh, backyard maintenance as well. Oh, yeah, that's now. That's because you got the backyard now. Emily. We got the backyard. We got rid of the old grill, the old abandoned grill that was gross. Oof. 
uh, we got rid of that, and then we got a new grill, just like a nice little charcoal Weber grill. Shoot, I just gave mine away. I'm a thirty-six inch Weber Stop kettle. Stop it! We with just ash catcher. Jeff, we just bought it. Who'd you give it to? Check with me on this shit. Who'd you give it to? A neighbor? <sighs> Teddy. Teddy Max. Oh, stop it. Bullshit. Bullshit. Anyway, so yes. Yeah, so we I got left a- it literally in the front. Oh, no. Someone, someone junked it. Oh, wow. I didn't have time to make calls, Emily. Oh, I would have been there like that day. But um, yeah, we got the grill, planted some some more vegetables and Ooh. herbs and stuff. Nice. Yes, and then topped it all off with going to the Cubs game last oh, night. Oh, this one. Where I consumed so much sodium. Why? Just because it's like you're there. You get the hot dog. You get the nachos. Oh, wow. What else? The pretzel? We did. But like Mike ate most of the pretzel. You still got a little in you. Yeah, a little bit. That's and a then right I there. know. And then he got trifecta. the and then he got the peanuts. Oh my god. And then the guy who was a peanut vendor used to be a second baseman for the Cubs and also was from uh Medford, uh, Massachusetts, right by Worcester. So Stop. it was it was Stop. a very uh, a homogenous experience. Wait, it's two he played second base for the Cubs and now he's he's slinging he's peanuts. A, yep. Hey, well, you know, at the hey. circle of life, as they say. Amen to that. But yeah, so that was my week. Emily, well done. You, uh, as always, you made the most of it. Hey, I always do. Life. Just a girl holding hands with once. her man of two years, eating eating peanuts, going to fancy dinners. And gardening. Cubs games. Cubs games. Wow. Buying a grill. Very domesticated. All right, Emily, oh, since you're talking, huh? What was the best thing you ate this week? All right, I'm excited. I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't uh, salty peanuts slung by a oh, you're former second me. basin. Yes. Okay, so huge mention to the place we went to, the Willow Room. We ended up... <laughs> Stop it, no. I thought that was shout out. That's its usual position. Oh, wow, you got to recalibrate your board. So yes, we ended up splitting a few dishes. We yes. had the beef wellington, which uh, was yes. delicious. But like, I think my favorite thing about this meal, mm. there was this kale salad and oh. it blew my mind. It was mm. so good. I believe there was some sort of yogurt component mm. and it was just, it, it was tangy and just, it saturated, just Saturated, like nicely saturated. Perfect. Yeah, right? I love that. It was so perfect. And then the other thing I have to mention is that I made it again. I made a Jennifer Aniston salad again because oh, I was like, let me give this one more time and I killed it. I killed it. What did you learn from your previous mistakes? If you listen, go back and listen to last week's episode. I, I already whole- know. It was, a, I listened to it several times already. I know what my mistake was, is that I didn't trust my gut. I followed this recipe to a T initially, doubled, you know, and it was just an insane amount of parsley. I was like, nobody needs to consume this much parsley. No. But when I did it on my own and I just eyeballed it and put the amounts of things that I wanted to have in there, yes. it it turned out fantastic. What would J.A. do? I don't know. Well, she didn't make it herself. I, how do you know that? She had an assistant probably on set. They don't do anything themselves. No, they don't. No, Jeff, what about you? I ordered, I could not wait to have a pizza night. Mm, I know, you had been talking about it. I've been it. talking about it for weeks, and I got it, and it was on Friday, and I spanked the points, if you will. Ooh. And I got myself a uh, triple pepperoni from Jess. Triple pepperoni. With the butter crust. It's oh. only a half cheese, a half pepperoni, and I ate it. I ate my entire half. It was four slices, which is not that aggressive. But man, Ooh. it was so good. For fast food pizza, it's 
man, it scratches the itch and the differentiating component of this fast food pizza compared to other fast food chain pizzas mm-hmm. is, is their cheese. It's really good cheese. It mm. it it melts well and it also uh, cools well. So you have a little twosome chew to it when it does get a little cooler. Like, and why? Because it's 100% uh, whole milk mozzarella they use. That's what oh, I found out on. Oh, geez, Louise. Triple pep. Triple um, pep. Color me ronied. Oh. <laughs> oh. That, are those waves? That's a raindrop of flavor in my mouth. Yeah, it is. Yep, that's what I ate, Emily. And I got a little couple boneless honey barbecue wings Ooh, on the side. Oh, that sounds good. And then we got a cookie cake. Oh. That they made for us at Twisted Cookie in Fopo, Forest Park on Madison Street. Which is a nice little cookie place. And Lorenzo wanted to, I don't know, you know, people know about us. Oh. <laughs> what, what we want, or if we say something else, they're like, oh, I heard Lorenzo wanted a cookie cake on something. And so they made us a cookie cake. And wow. We went and picked it up. We paid for it, Emily. Oh, that's nice. Look at you. Because the lady wasn't there. Ah, oh, so you Not didn't that, get your no, free cookie cake. I don't cake. want a free anything from nobody. You know what I want is a private jet. Oh, like That's Kim Kardashian? I, her why does it private, have to be about Because I just Kardashian. watched it. and She has this private jet that has cashmere finishes. I hate them so much. Um, <sighs> Jeff. Yo. What are you watching? Not the Kardashians, I know. evidently. I, ha- I watch it and I hate myself for it. What are you watching? Kim K. Ugh. I am watching. I finished. We finally finished two nights ago, Night Sky, mm. with J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek and a couple other randos. Mm. Tried to bring it all together at the end. Got a little glimpse into the secrets, some answers, some questions left unanswered. Oh. Is it a tease, a deep tease into another season? Is it? Possibly. But did I like it? That is the question. Yeah, that is the question. Well, or, or, being a sci-fi aficionado, was it enough for Jeff Morrow? Was it medium? Uh, Completely medium. I have to say that I don't want to deter people because there was some good acting, a lot of annoying moments, a lot of confusing plot holes that I just didn't, never were tied up. Mm, at the end, so. I hate. I hate when that happens. How many? Oh no! What are we gonna do? How many second baseman peanut vendors? Oh, I give it six point. Three, three, three former Cub second basements now vending peanuts. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Wow. You remember that one? Former I already forgot Cub it. Former Cub second baseman former Cub now second. vending peanuts. Okay. All right. For, All right. Okay. Uh, watched Under the Banner. I haven't caught up on that. Really good episode mm. uh, from this week. Hacks all oh, up in it. It delivers. It's, it's just so excellent. good. It's so excellent. Mm. In every way, it really. She's the best. I'm so into her. I'm in love with her. I think there was some. There was a sexy scene there. There was a sexy it scene. Was, I Not was that that, that didn't make me feel tingly. No, I'm just warning you. I love the character. I love how Jean Smart uh, performs as this character. She embodies the character. I believe her. I'm in love. I'm just in love with the character. I'm not in love with her body, Emily. I don't. You're in love with her mind. I'm in love with her mind. Damn it, Emily. Are you going into number two? Yeah, I am going. I'm, Emily. I'm tr- so, Emily came with proper, <laughs> with some Mickey D's DCs. She came with a, a whole fleet of them for the Marl family. Yeah. And I'm I'm literally three quarters of an inch down. Emily's on her second large right now. I got it for Sarah, and she didn't want it. So she's just ponying so up. So I'm right like, now. all right, she's more for it. me, more. 
DC, Mickey D, goodness. It is good. Good ratios um, there. No, but I was going to say about Haxes, I relate to it so well. Like, because I used to assist an older gentleman and we had this a similar bond yeah. where we just kind of got each other and I see that in them and their relationship and it kind of just touches my heart a little bit. Have you been watching The Staircase, Jeff? I tried. I thought it was horrendous. Mm, it's As it's getting deeper into the season, we're almost second to last, I believe. Uh-oh. Um, And it's just... I don't know. It's very slow and there's some very problematic things about it. And you know what? And it's the Birdisode. And I do believe it could be the owl theory that they say that the wife was attacked by an owl and that's how she fell and had the lacerations in her head. I don't know. Do you believe the owl theory? I kind of do because there's these weird. It wasn't. They took it out of. It wasn't a part of the docuseries. Why not? In the. In the scripted series? Yeah, the scripted series. It's okay. Colin Firth, okay. Tony Collette, well, she's always awesome. I don't know. And Sansa Stark is in it. What are we giving it? <sighs> I think I give it a six. Former Cubs second basemans that are currently vending for peanuts. That's Vending for peanuts. That's what I heard, everybody. <laughs> Kick it up a notch. <laughs> Oh, there she goes. Eating peanuts again. Oh. I'm going chomping on those peanuts. <laughs> All right. All right, Jeff, we have a lot of things to do. This wrote that. He wrote that song, Emily. Wow. I remember when uh, Pee Wee Herman oh, performed that in the, in the movie Back to the Beach. Back to the Beach, baby. Starring... One of my former co-stars from Tony and Tina's Wedding, Frankie Avalon. Oh, yes. And Annette Funicello. We used to watch that on repeat. That's such a great movie. Worth a rewatch. They were really married in real life. No, they weren't. I thought they were. No, they weren't. Frankie Avalon and Annette no, Funicello they were married in no, real life. No, they never were. Yeah, because I met the kids. Were they? Yeah. Oh, no. no. I'm going to wrong the sh- I'm going to. I, because I remember. Frankie Avalon. Wife. Married. Say wife. Wife. Catherine Diebel. Jeff, I think you you need to retract yourself right now. Live. Is that retraction? Retract it. You're Why wrong. I know. I spent like four years with him, a week with him for four years. Well, I think because the kids would come. You wanted to believe it so badly. Michelle's kids would come. Ah, uh, but it wasn't his children, you know? You know? You know what? All right, Jeff. Uh-oh. Is it time? It is time to get involved, Emily, in our bird episode. Now officially it is begun. We are. We are birding. We are birding hard. Oh, yeah. I say we kick it off by calling Momsy. Yes. And seeing what the hell she's got to say about a bird. She said she's got, do you know the story? No, she told me. She's like, I have a bird story for you. And I'm like, she was about to tell me. I'm like, stop. I'm like, we're going to call you. She's expecting us. She shouldn't be mad. Hello. Mother, you are on the Come On Over podcast. And guess what? It's our Birdison. Oh, my goodness. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. We heard you have a quality bird story. Emily did not do a uh, a pre-interview with you. No, so I did not. So we're calling it as cold because we want to get it live uh, okay. from you. What, go, go ahead. Tell our listeners what okay. you're, you're kicking this whole episode off, Mom. Yeah, you know, I never told anybody this story. Maybe I did. I don't know. Wait, so any, this is a Come On Over exclusive? Oh, my God. Come On Over I exclusive. I don't know if I ever told you guys. Did I ever tell you about Tweety? Tweety? No. Yeah. My no. little parakeet, Tweety, when I was a little girl? No. 
<laughs> you had a parakeet? Paul let you get a I parakeet? Yeah, I had a parakeet. He was very sweet, and I would be able to, uh, you know, like you get out, out of the cage, and, and he would put a little water on the table, and he would drink the water. And he was very sweet, you know. So one day, it was probably a Sunday at about 9 or 10, maybe 10 years old, and I figured I'm going to take Tweety onto the front porch for a little air, outside air. And he was, you know, in his cage, and, you know, we're just, just kind of sitting there with him on the porch, on the front porch. And then I took him out. I was holding him, and he flew away from me. Oh, Mom. And that was the end of Tweety, gone up in a flash. Oh, <laughs> you never saw him again? Never. Oh, Mom, I'm so sorry. As someone who just recently lost birds, I know the pain. I, yeah, I mean, it was like, how can I say it? What? <laughs> My heart will go on. <laughs> sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. Sorry to drum up old things, but it's always those wounds. The you know trauma, what? the wounds. You know what? Did you ever hear about the flock of uh, parakeets that still lives in Galewood? <laughs> right I off wonder. Neva in Harlem. <laughs> Tweety, Tweety and his posse. This is posse. Tweety. He, you weren't the only one that let a a, a bird go in that neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want. I don't know what made me do it. I just took him out and held him, and he got away from me, and he was gone in how, in, how old in were a you? second. I think it was about ten. Oh man, poor little Pammy. <laughs> poor little Pammy. You lose you know, your mother at the age of five, and then you lose your beloved parakeet. Bird. That's so sad. A little boobadil. Oh, a little boobadil. But I had Timothy the alley cat, so you know that made up for it. Just a, a house of love, Mom, and cuddles, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, I thought you might enjoy that with your uh, bird story. Thanks for sharing that with it. Where are you at right now? I'm sitting here in uh, the family room. Why? In the living room. Why? Oh, I thought maybe you're still by Aunt Phil's. I was wondering if she had a b- bird story, too. Are you kidding? No bird stories there. They never had birds. No, no birds. Well, thanks for bringing the birds into our life, Mom, though, because of you, because you let us get... A cockatiel, you know, this passion and love for birds has has bloomed. Well, we love birds. Kind of how I do it. Just you know, my my love of animals. You were always you always nurtured that with us. We never got a dog, but we got two birds growing up. We went to weird breeders and that had weird houses. I remember weird birds, (laughs) and we go home with this little creature that was maybe still somewhat of a baby. I know. I remember. I loved Pee Wee. Yeah. My bird was very special. Well, you know, it was fun. I enjoyed having the birds with you guys, but, you know, I just can't believe I let that bird go. Oh, well. He could still be wow. with us, Mom, if you played your Pretty cards Pretty weird, right. isn't it? Wow. I wonder That's what happened to him, if only. Well, it was summer, so well, I don't know how long it lasted. One day when Heavenly Father calls you up, and and you'll be waiting re- at the pearly gate. You, you, you'll be waiting at the pearly gate. You won't be you won't be reunited with dad. You'll you you'll you'll be reunited with Tweety. Tweety and Timothy the alley cat. Oh, yes, for sure. Dad'll be a couple floors down, if you know what I mean. I know. Oh, oh you oh. JK Daddy. Nice. Well, good luck with all your bird stories. Have a good day and love you guys. Love you. I right, love you too. Talk Thanks, to Mom. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's an exclusive, Emily. Oh, wow. An ex- a 100% exclusive. And I'm surprised she didn't tell us that story when we had birds. I know. We always got our birds' wings clipped, which that's I wouldn't true. do this day and age. Why not? I teach them to free fly and come oh. back to me. That's what I would do. 
like one of those like ropes that like a hawk. Emily, it is time to enter. Well, first, did you want to tell Jeff's bird tips and then we'll get into the stories? Okay, so Emily, I compiled this list Mm -hmm. for people that are into bird feeding. A lot of people got into it by bird feeding, bird watching, you know, Mm -hmm. creating a nice uh, environment to watch birds come into your yard and feed on seeds. Mm -hmm. So I am here to give you some just quick tips. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you Jeff's six bird tips here. Number one, get the Merlin ID app to identify the birds. It's free. I forget what university it is sponsored by. Hold on. I should know this. So you got to get the Merlin by the Cornell Lab from Cornell College. Makes this bird. It's very easy to. Very prestigious. You put in your coordinates. You put in your time, day, all that stuff. And then you put in the colors. If you can't identify the bird, oh, it's, it's got red, black, gray, blah, blah, blah. It'll give you a list. And then you plug it in. And then it's like, you remember what bird you just saw. Oh, cool. You log it in. Huh. If you want to catch them Orioles, if you're in an environment where the Orioles do come uh, and fly through, uh, you got it. Don't don't waste your money on the orange slices, Emily. No, why? Just get that grape jelly. Ooh. They love it. Keep this keep it in the spot year after year and they'll come back. And every year you feed them grape jelly. Every year, every year. they come back even stronger. Oh. More and more. I am inundated with Orioles right now. Wow, that and that's is just so for exciting. Persistence. Hey, I've seen them. We were hanging out in your backyard for like 10 minutes and I saw an Oriole. And they're skittish. And, and that a was, yellow there was finch. people back there. Get yourself some shelled nuts. Get yourself some fruit in uh, uh, with shell on nuts, like sunflower seeds. Get some finch feed with like thistle in there mm-hmm. and like sunflower. And then get yourself some solid uh, cakes of suet. Ooh. And that's for woodpeckers. So you get a nice little buffet for them. Now, where do you put it, Emily? You keep yeah, your feeders you near it? trees oh. so they have protection. All right. But with the trees comes the squirrels. And the vermin. Mm. So you have to make sure they're squirrel proof. And if you put them along a fence or right next to a tree, you have to ensure that the squirrel can't climb it up and hang down a branch and start eating your food. Oh, wow. It's a constant battle. A lot of things you have to consider. A lot of people don't do this. You got to clean them mm. pretty often because they do get moldy in there. Poopy. And if you do want a quality watch birds, you got to keep the dogs indoors. All gotcha. right. Yeah. You can't like let your dogs out and expect the birds to come a feed in. Because then the birds will be scared off by the dogs. Yeah, we don't want that. Number seven. Yes. Don't. I'm, this is a bonus. Oh, Ryan. I see that. Don't be afraid to play some of the songs on the Merlin Bird ID app, oh. and you could call these birds. That's how I first got the Orioles to come to my beautiful feeder. So I'd play the beautiful song, and gorgeous. they and they came eventually. Oh. Is it because of me and my skills? Is it as a birder? I don't know. I do believe so. You're welcome. Hey. Stop it, <laughs> Jeff. Sorry, I thought that was a bird chirp. <laughs> you, 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 you programmed that. I know, but they're very they're they're supposed to be for a reason, not just for. All right, for very excited to get in some of these bird stories, Emily, or bird ventures, as I've called oh, them. Oh, bird ventures, bird ventures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, what is this first one? This first one is by Megan Rupert, yeah. and I have titled all of these. Yeah, and this yeah. one is called "Flying Rat's Nest." Jeff, take it away. I'd like to preface my story. I love birds. I think they're fascinating. Should we put music, music? behind I us? think we definitely need music. Yeah. All right. This first story is called Flying Rat's Nest by Megan Rupert. I'd like to preface my story. I love birds. I think they're fascinating and always get excited to see a new species in my yard. 
When I was in college, I transferred schools after the fall semester, but was only able to sublease my room in my apartment for the spring semester. Common problem? Always. I came back for the summer so I could attend the local community college. When I moved back to the apartment, I discovered my roommate had neglected many areas, especially the balcony. I went out to sweep, and I noticed a very large nest in the corner. The nest itself was full of twigs, absolutely covered in bird poop, as well as 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 well as a majority of the balcony floor. In that biohazard of a nest were two very small, very very <laughs> ugly baby birds. <laughs> that was one of your yeah, combos. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Have you heard the phrase, why don't you ever see baby pigeons? I was talking about this the yeah. other day. Let me tell you why. They are the ugliest baby birds. <laughs> Naturally, I named them Helga and Rasputin. <laughs> I did some research and to my dismay discovered they would not leave the nest until they were fully grown. Wow. Good news, though. When they did finally leave the nest, they would not return. So I had to put up with their mess for several weeks. Each day I would check in on their progress and to remind them that they were, hey, you were free to leave at any time. <laughs> One day when I looked up on the balcony to check on them and I discovered they had left. I was a little sad to no longer have my bird children. <laughs> but I immediately donned my hazmat suit and cleaned that balcony with a lot of bleach. I also double bagged their nest, which was completely held together with excrement glue. <laughs> Looking forward to this episode and hearing the progress of Emily's baby Robins. Aww. Oh, thank you, Megan Rupert. That is, I've never. Wow, isn't that wild? A pigeon nest. I mean, that's, that's they're, they're probably pretty picky about where they, I mean, they're probably not near a lot of humans. I, I think, don't or know. More people would have seen what baby pigeons look like. Thank you very much. Up. Great story. Grossed yeah. out. A lot of potty humor. Yes. Just well, the Bertisode and we still get potty humor. There's in there, more in store. Um, this next one is by Lindsay Ramirez. Oh, Lindsay. And it's called Look What the Cat Dragged In. Oh, no. oh. When I was a little girl, we had an indoor-outdoor cat named Patches. <laughs> My mother had accidentally hit her with the car. Twice. She was hit with... Oh, gag. Sorry. So she was blind. A bit obese. But still extremely capable. On more than one occasion, us kids would let her back into the house after being outside, and she would drop birds at our feet. This feat was quite amazing with her limitations, but the trouble came when the birds would come too, freak out, and fly around our house screeching. Imagine three small girls screaming bloody murder, a squawking flying panic bird, and my five foot two inch mother, or oftentimes often the neighbor guy, trying to get the bird out. Once the drama was over and the bird was freed, us girls would promise to check the cat before letting her back in the house in the future. Spoiler alert, we never did. <laughs> love the show. Hey. Hey. We love you. That's a good story. I know, right? 
Emily, we have such great listeners. We really, really do. And here's another great one, Jeff. Oh, I cannot wait. Hold on. Let me cue up a new. This one is called Attack of the Turkey. Mm-hmm. By who is it, Jeff? Stacy B. Stacy B. A couple years ago, I was walking into the state park by my house. During my walk, I saw a turkey standing on the opposite side of the road. All of a sudden, she turned towards me and started to take flight. She flew right at my head and I had to duck so she wouldn't hit me right in the face. At first, I thought, whoa, poor judgment on her part. She almost took off my head until oh, she did it again. This was a planned attack. She started chasing me around to the point that I got into a stranger's car to escape her. Now, I've watched enough Dateline in my life to know that in any other situation, getting into a stranger's car is not ideal. But I was desperate. When I got home, I Googled turkey attacks. And apparently, I am not alone. I will never get close to a turkey again unless it's on my dinner plate. <laughs> Can you cue in the uh, late uh, Johnny Carson music for that oh, one, yeah. please? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you got it. I got it. Oh, oh man. Oh, wow. Turkeys, you know, They're year round. Too. Yeah, they always... um. They roam free in, in Massachusetts. Of course they do. Anyway, all right. Here's one, another, called A Tale of Two Poops. Oh, no. By Chelsea Cook. Chelsea. Quick little bangers. All right. My husband and I were moving stuff around outside, and we were carrying something into a barn. I heard birds above, so I looked up to see them. I looked just in time to see it shit on me. Thankfully, I reacted quickly, and it landed on my hair and not my face. You know, I got a good bird poop story really quick. We were at the racetrack in Los Angeles. They used to have dollar beer and dollar hot dogs, and then a concert like Big Head Todd and the Monsters would play after the thing, or like some other, you know, like Coolio. (laughs) So it was great. Everybody would pack the place. I forget. It was like an an Arlington racetrack, Hollywood racetrack. Yeah. And... And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but we were gambling, whatever, five, ten bucks a horse or something. I don't yeah. know how to gamble horses and bet on horses. Yeah. But I was sitting there, and it was the last race, right before the last race. I'm looking at the, the race sheet and everything, mm-hmm. and a bird took a shit on me. Oh, my Which they say is good, good luck. luck. Yes. So I took, like, $100, or like, our last cash <gasps> for the beer and the hot dogs, uh-huh. and I let it ride on the on, on the horse I was going to pick because it was good luck. Uh-huh. And? Did not oh. win a dime. <laughs> Oh, no. All right. Well, Chelsea has one more tale. Ooh, she's got another poop oh, story? Well, that's why it's called A Tale of Two Poops. That is so cool. It, I know. I, I named so it. So into Chelsea. I know. All right. So this is tale number two. My dog was running around outside with us. And I see him bent down and eat something off the ground. I go over there to see what he ate, but he already had it in his mouth. I pried his mouth open and fished out the item. I, I couldn't recognize it and asked my husband what it was. He told me it was goose poop. <laughs> I know you'd like that. So not only did my dog eat it, but I touched it with my bare hand. So gross. <laughs> oh. Man, this she's like a Chelsea cooks a shit magnet, if you oh, ask me. Oh my God lord, bless her soul. poops. She is into touching poo. Oh no, she's not. All right, Jeff. This one is all you. This is called A Mo to Remember by Deborah O'Malley. 
Over 30 years ago, we moved into our home. I was mowing the yard. Sorry. I was mowing the yard and wanted to do a really thorough job. I just, wow, that's a hot mower. I know, we can lower oh it. Sorry. That's a big power. That's a ride-in mower. Oh, yes, it is. Dublin. Wanted to do a real thorough job, so I decided to mow under a low-branched bush when all of a sudden I heard this horrible screech. I realized I had mowed where the beautiful pheasants lived. (laughs) Needless to say, this bird nerd felt horrible. I could still hear it today. When I retired three years ago, I started feeding birds. While I don't get any pheasants, I do get a vast array of birds I never realized lived here before. They're so beautiful. Woodpeckers of many types. Baltimore Orioles, house finches, purple finches, black-capped chickadees, scarlet tanagers, <laughs> nuthatches, rose-breasted grosbeaks, indigo bunting, gray catbird, even peaty birds such as crackles, and starlings, double girl. And birds I knew lived here like cardinals, blue jays, sparrows, and goldfinches, and the teeny hummingbirds. I can guess I've been feeding robins for many years. Lots of worms in the ground all over here. All of God's creatures. <laughs> Man, hold on. I got to run through that again. I got to lower this. So, okay. We got woodpeckers. Got them. Baltimore yeah. Orioles. Got house fitches. Purple fitches we do not get. Chickadees, yes. Scarlet tanagers, I have not seen. They're not known to frequent feeders a lot. Nuthatches, Yes. Rose-breasted grosbeaks, yes. Indigo bunting, no. Catbird, no. Grackles, yes. Starlings, yes. Cardinals, blue jays, yes. Sparrows, I get all these and the goldfinches. I don't get the tanagers. That's oh, good, wow. man. Look at her. That's so some good birding. She didn't scare away the birds. No. They, God, God blessed her with more birds. So many birds. That's mm-hmm. all we could ask for. Um, so another story we have here mm-hmm. by Elizabeth Spina. Ooh. Called spicy squirrels. Oh, spicy squirrels. Spicy squirrels. My bird story is more of a squirrel story. You serious? Oh, I forgot. She's from New, New Jersey. <clears throat> this is all you, Emily. I know. All right. Are you ready? So ready. All right. So ready. Okay. Um, she's from New Jersey, so I'm gonna attempt to do a New Jersey accent. Okay. Let me do. Okay. My bird story is more of a squirrel story. I currently live in New Jersey. <laughs> That that squirrel is out of control. I currently live in New Jersey where we get some gorgeous blue jays and cardinals. God bless. Now I'm probably doing a Massachusetts. I apologize to everybody in the world. When I started feeding the birds, I didn't realize that squirrels would be such an issue. While they seem to coexist pretty well, I decided to try the seed that deters the squirrels. It's supposed to be spicy for them and not the birds. I was surprised to discover that these New Jersey squirrels love the spicy seeds so much that they were trying to break into our garage to get more. I've never seen anything like it. Only in New Jersey. Hey. <laughs> oh, God, I apologize. Oh, God. I shouldn't be allowed to do anything like that. Oh, my God. Ooh. Jeff, did you know that? I've, I've, I've seen that seed. Out, I've seen that bird feed out there with the spicy stuff now. I don't know. I think Chicago squirrels in um, 
Jersey squirrels are probably quite similar. Oh, indeed. But yes. All right. This one is called Man of Birds by Jason Pratt. He sent in a lot of videos and pictures. He's been around the birds for a while. My bird stories aren't too crazy, but I do love birds. Here are a few of my favorite bird stories. Chapter one, birdication. 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 Years ago, I volunteered with a raptor educational program, and I gotta say, having one of these hunters perched on your fist definitely cranks the confidence to 11. Scrubbing out their enclosures was never my favorite. Well, then, what's their enclosures? Is that their butts? You suck. What's their enclosures? An idiot. What was- Where they live, dumb oh, dumb. sorry. Continue. Believe it or not, dried <laughs> animal parts are annoyingly difficult to pry loose from the astroturf. But our booths, where we'd get to interact <laughs> with the public and inform them and fundraise, were the greatest. I even got to meet the governor of Colorado at the time, a one Mr. John Hinkenlooper. <laughs> Chapter 2 Birdie Booster. This is still by our friend. Yes, we have three chapters. Jason Pratt. During one year when the West Nile virus was particularly threatening, the birds in our organization needed to be vaccinated. You thought people were anti-vax these last two years? <laughs> oh, Raven Atlas, he was not a fan! I was holding him, and our director warned me to take a firmer grip on the son of a bitch. Not wanting to strangle him, I did not tighten my grip despite the director's instructions. Bad call on my part. Atlas started to scissor beak my hand, that area between my thumb, oh God, and my index finger. <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> I tell you what, that did not feel great, but because Atlas was busy gnawing on my hand, he was distracted enough to take the shot. So I'm okay with the hit. <laughs> yep, I see him holding those pictures right yeah, here. Right, He's yes. a big burly man. He's got a He's got a beautiful, shiny head and a lot of tattoos, two sleeves of tattoos, so he's ready to take anything from any bird. Chapter three, Emily, a not-so-golden goose. Last April, I was on a two-way, and I spotted a Canada goose. (laughs) (laughs) The Canada goose along a fence line about 30 feet from the shoulder of the road. I usually see these cobra chickens in groups, or at least in pairs. So seeing one all by itself got me a little worried. They might be evil with wings, but if snagged up into a fence, I can't let it go out like that. So I took the next exit, looped back around. Yes, I did in my pickup truck. And grabbed a hoodie and some wire snips in case I needed to cut some fencing. Oh, this guy's like Rip from Yellowstone. I know, right? I get out of the car and silently approach the goose with caution. I noticed it was perfectly still. I get even closer to the beast and realize it was a decoy. Well, it's the thought that comes. <laughs> and I'm sure the spirit of the goose decoy was flattered. I tried to save it. Aww. Aww. All that time. And he's got a picture of the decoy. I'm like, I can know. we post these on the show notes? I don't know. Why not John Hingenlooper? A picture of him. He's a handsome I, I just I just added that for color for when you tell This it. is great. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Well, he's still got Pratt. one more. Chapter four, The Great Owl. Oh, my shits. This guy is I know. Nuts. He's the bird. That's why it's called The Birdman. All right. And recently, 
There was a great horned owl. Oh, I'd love to see one of those in my very own backyard that I try to communicate with. He sent a video. Oh, is this the video of yeah, the owl video? Yeah, this is the video. <laughs> oh, there it is. Ooh, it's, ooh, it's got this. It's amazing. Oh, right? It's a very scary creature. They're big. So whether it was me trying to immunize a raven, whether it was me trying to immunize a raven, look like a superhero falcon on my fist, save a stranded fake goose on the side of a highway, or try to take out a great horned owl in my backyard, I liken myself to Steve Irwin. I've been put on this planet to protect wildlife and wilderness areas. I want to have the purest oceans. I want to be able to drink water straight out of that creek. I want to save the world. And you know, money, money's great. I can't get enough money. I love birds, and I'm glad you're all highlighting them. Well, thank you so Ooh. much, Mr. Jason Pratt. L this guy is living with the birds, man. Living he's, for birds, it sounds like. He's a bird magnet. Bird magnet. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one is okay. called Chicken Run oh, great by Laura. <gasps> okay. All right. I was running on my town's trail rail. What? No. I was running. <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> I know. I was running on my town's Rail trail. And one of my abutting houses has chickens that are free range. And then as I was cruising on my run, a rooster came out of nowhere and started attacking and pecking me. It was god awful. Luckily, he just attacked my legs and with me flailing around like an octopus and screaming bloody murder. The rooster finally let go of his talon chokehold. It went off like nothing happened. Now, I have an irrational fear of chickens. Not so irrational, I think. Maybe that is that's trauma, Emily. That and is that some trauma. That's some PTSD. You know what? I don't like turkeys or chickens. I don't care to see them. No, I don't really want to touch them like or see them. Like little baby baby chickens. Yeah, baby chicks are cute. Yeah, they are. I'd I'm like down to, with that. To pet one. All right, this next one is fear. Actually, Jeff, this is our last one. <gasps> fear the gulls. Fear the gulls. Taylor Vandenberg. This is a very exciting one, so strap in, it everybody. Is. You are so, not going to believe where this one goes, oh so my make God. sure. Buckle up, kiddos. If you're in your driveway, turn off the ignition. <laughs> I've had an unfortunately dynamic relationship with the San Diego seagull population. Notorious, I'm told. Oh, notorious. Street gulls, they call them. When I was 10, vulnerable, easily bullied, and smack in the middle of my long-lived and debilitating bird fear, my family vacationed in San Diego and decided to stop and eat at a burger joint near the beach. Ooh. We grabbed a nearby picnic table and sat down with our meals ready to eat. Almost immediately, we were targeted by one of those opportunistic bastards. That's right. You hear him? Yeah. You hear him in the... Who began stalking me in particular. Why? Because he knew I was weak. I kept glancing nervously at him. Or she, you know, I don't want to presume. And nudging my mother and telling her it was staring at us. And of course, she just loved it, ate it up, and she was an easily amused Midwesterner unexposed to the lights of the coast. Ooh. But I knew, I knew... And no one ever listened to me. Anyway, she snapped up our Kodak and kept snapping pictures while it kept hopping closer. I insisted it was coming too close, shrinking into her side. Soon enough, 
She reached to our table. Soon enough, it reached our table. Then seeing that my mother posed no danger, and as I was cowering helplessly, I wasn't even worth the time. It hopped up onto the bench. Then encountering no adversity, it hopped up onto the table. Ooh, right on the table. She still snapped away while I trembled in fear, knowing what was coming all the while. And then, in a blink of an eye, the mother effort took off with my flippin' sandwich. Mine. Oh, that's from the movie. Yeah, Finding Nemo. So I watched that bastard fly up to the nearest roof of my entire hamburger in its stupid yellow beak and proceed to dissect and eat it in front of me. And God and everybody watching, no shame whatsoever, brazen and bold and probably fairly proud of itself. While my mother just gaped <gasps> like I hadn't been repeatedly telling her it was exhibiting suspicious behavior and not to be trusted. Thankfully, it apparently happens all the time and the restaurants happily replaced my burger. But I spent the next 18 years of my life harboring a grudge against all seagulls. Coney Island, Rockaway, Tampa, everywhere. They all sucked and they all came for me or my chips or my sandwiches until last year when we finally returned and I was able to sort of redeem myself. We got in breakfast burritos and sat down on the beach and again I found myself the target of a persistent little one. With much maneuvering and the rapid shoveling of my burrito into my mouth, I managed to take my victory, but I felt bad because its eyes were all messed up. (laughs) So now I just feel guilty whenever I see any bird of any sort, and I never throw rice, and I try to be nice to the parakeets at my parents' house. I at least let them fly around while I'm there, and oddly enough, I haven't had any negative bird encounters since that day. So really, they're helping me get over my bird fear in the end. (laughs) P.S. Thanks for the great podcast. I got sucker punched on the subway the other day. And it's one of the things that helps me get to work and back without panicking. Wow. You guys crack me up. Keep it up and be well. Well, thank you. That's a lot of info there, Taylor Vanderberg. And we thank you for sharing your life-altering experience. Really? She got, she's scared. And look at her. She's braving the subway now. Yeah. I mean, getting punched on the subway, that's crazy. Sucker I'm so sorry that happened. Stay safe out there. Oh, my God. And, you know, we provide some sort of solace. That's even better. I mean, between the subway and the seagulls, I don't know how she gets up in the morning. but Oh, Lord. Because of the Come On Over podcast, Emily, every day we're helping people get up, get to work, find their chi. Find the bravery they need to get through the day, the motivation. We are single-handedly changing the world. Changing lives and, you know, celebrating birds and bringing bird lovers together and giving them a platform to speak of their love or fear of birds, which is um, a powerful, powerful thing. A lot of people fear birds, but I think a lot of people fear birds less after listening to this very special Birdisode. We love you very much. Thank you all for coming on. Well, please remember, subscribe, rate, review, and share. Send all your questions to askjeff at comeonover.com. Thank you all for all your wonderful stories. Everything you contributed today. Your Emily, great job on the sound effects Thank and you. the titling and the, and, and the writing and all that stuff and the editing. 
Thank you all for listening. Thank you all, most of all, for coming on over. Now get the, the hell The Come On Over podcast is powered by Game Plan. It is produced and edited by me, Emily Morrow. Jeff Morrow writes all of our songs. And thank you all, bird lovers, bird people, bird nerds. We're one of you, and you're one of us. Ah!